What's up, my fellow fatties? This week's episode is brought to you by Nude Beach, Food Beast's very own food and music festival. Yo, full stop, even if this wasn't a Food Beast festival, I'd be all over it. We got music acts, including DJ Snoopadelic, who's Mr. Snoop Dogg himself. We got EDM legend, Mr. Dash Berlin. We have E-40. We even have Yacht Rock Band, Yachty by Nature. We got Sega Genocide and Coast Club. That's just the music. We got over 20 of our favorite California restaurants serving exclusive noodle-inspired dishes. We got restaurants from San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County. Everyone's represented. We got ramen joint, Show Me Nudes. They're serving a 20-pound ramen bowl. We got podcast veteran Hug Life. They're debuting some vegan ice cream flavors. They're the hottest vegan ice cream in the land. Uh, Nitrolato serving ramen donuts. Everyone's coming with their food beast. Their food beast game is on point right now. Slapfish. Uh, they got a, a lobster bucatini. And if you're really, really about that food beast life, we have a limited amount of lobster bottle service packages. And this is where you can reserve a table just off of the main stage and you have a perfect view of the artist. You'll be served a 15 pound lobster that's larger than most small children. And it's gonna be sitting on a bed of garlic chili noodles with a bottle of alcohol for you and 10 of your friends. If you wanna reserve that, you gotta go to nude-beach.com. Nude-beach.com and reserve your table. Uh, with the lobster concierge before they're all sold out. I think there's a few tables left, so go ahead and get after it. And if you're getting my gist, again, there's a ton to see at this festival. And I'm in, man. Basically, anything at the beach with food and drinks and Snoop Dogg, I'm all for. So if you guys want to come, hang out, meet up with other food beasts, you can grab your tickets on nude-beach.com. Go ahead and use code FOODBEAST5. The number five, Food Beast Five. It'll give you ten dollars off your ticket. Stop by the Food Beast Village. Say hello to the Food Beast crew, and grab some good food and enjoy the sun. I'll see you guys on September first. And uh, now on to a beautiful episode of the podcast. Welcome to the catch up. Introducing your hosts, Eli Aruth, editor in chief, and. Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms. It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. All right. And welcome to the catch up. Yo, welcome back, my fellow fatties. Today we're talking about Popeye's new chicken sandwich. And right now it's it's like Popeye's versus the entire free world on Twitter. Yeah, free world, not from the eight mile movie free world yeah but the actual free world the actual free world is talking about this fried chicken sandwich war and we're gonna find out if their new sandwich is truly the chick-fil-a killer and to figure it out (laughs) we brought in detective streetwear legend (laughs) chicken tender connoisseur the harrier co-founder of the most iconic streetwear brands in the world 
the hundreds. The hundreds has long been known for their streetwear, their Atom Bomb logo, but they're jumping into the deep end of the food world this year. And so Mr. Ben Hundreds is here to talk some shit, give us some exclusive news, I hope, about, about this entire upcoming project he has. So Ben, welcome to the catch up. Thanks, guys. Welcome. I like how you started with detective. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had to. No, I mean, I like it. I mean, I, I, Ben, I don't know you, but this first time we met, but I was just like, damn, if I stepped on any podcast and I, they called me detective first, I'd be, I'm ready. I'm in. Let's do this. Yo, Ben's all nervous. He's like, fuck, I don't know shit about Popeyes. <laughs> I like Popeyes. So I saw a video on your uh, blog on on the yeah. YouTube uh, for the hundreds and you were rating chicken tenders yeah, blindfolded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Popeyes was at the top of the list. Yeah. Apparently, Popeyes was, was fire that day. We did. I did a blind taste test, and Popeyes. I think it won, didn't it? Yeah, it, it won. Did win. Yeah, it's yeah. Your, your video, though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. How did you get involved with food? Like, I feel like you. You're the Come foodie. I'm a, fa- I'm a fatty. I, don't really <laughs> like, like, I like to eat. That's all there is to it. You know, I like I, I like to eat. I get stoned. I like to eat and I eat a lot. Like, I don't, you know, that's what's up. That's that, what it is. And I think it's fair. I mean, I've been following the hundreds for years. So frankly, between Hype Beast and blogging, you guys were doing the hundreds.com is a big inspiration for Food Beast. Um, but if someone listening right now has no idea what the hundreds is, I just want to paint the picture. Can you help them paint the picture? What's the what's the elevator pitch of the hundreds? Um, we are a Southern California, California lifestyle brand. And uh, we serve as a half of our business we've always said half of our business is content and half of our business is apparel and uh both parts are very important to our brand ethos and uh you need to help you need the stories to help sell the product and uh we want to make sure that we educate our audience on who we're working with, what we're into, what we think is cool, what we think they should think is cool, and then offer them the best product to go along with that. I think that's important because I actually was reading the hundreds.com blog for like three years before I ever bought anything. Yeah. So I was like, so a I get of, how it's half that, half, yeah, half a lot content. Of, half a lot, a lot, a lot of people do that. A yeah. lot. I mean, I, we are seeing it with Bobby's book. Uh, Bobby put out his book uh, about a month ago. This is not a t-shirt. You guys should all go buy it. Already did. It's um, great. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're, I don't, I don't fuck with the hundreds and I don't, I don't, I don't wear the hundreds, but I bought the book and the book is absolutely amazing. And so, yeah, that's how it was with the blog too. But, you know, uh, a lot of people check the website, read the articles, uh, you, when it was the blog, they would check the blog, but they just, you know, and it, it's weird because it goes the other way as well, where a lot of people wear the, cl- wear the clothes, die hard fans and don't even know that we share any content. That's crazy. And, but the ones that, the ones that, uh, cross over, they really do appreciate it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's why we do it for the, for the people that, uh, you know, aren't, aren't super familiar because I know this is technically a food podcast, but I'm I'm just so fascinated about at least some of the beginnings and or, origin story of, you know, why you and Bobby, why the, like why can we give our audience just a bit a brief of history? And again, it won't be like we don't need the full forty five sure. minute origin story. But even even for my sake, I'd love to hear about how it origin or originated a bit, um, and yeah, where it started from. 
Well, you should buy the Bobby's book and read it because that'll good. give you everything. Um, but Bobby and I, we, we were in law school and um, we met in law school and there aren't too many kids in law school like Bobby and I. Um, and I think within the first couple weeks, we like both looked at each other like, yo, what up? Yo, what up? Like it was what it was. I'll tell you, it was our shoes. I was wearing Jordans one day, Jordan fours, and Bobby was wearing uh, Air Force Ones with the Gucci stripe or Louis Vuitton stripe. And nobody had those and nobody was wearing Jordan fours in law school either. And then nobody also knew what Supreme was in 2002, 2003, like, and we knew. And so we became friendly throughout the year and the idea came like, hey, um, Bobby was like, I want to do this project, like, you know, where we, I want to design t-shirts and uh, tell stories about it. And I was like, cool, like, I could sell it, no problem, let's go. And originally, and even in the book, I think he talks about it, where there was four of us that started the hundreds in the first meeting. Within a week, one of them dropped out. And then for the first year, it was three of us. It's, and he's still my best friend, Mac. Um, it was me, Bobby, and Mac for the first year. And then Mac dropped out after the first year. Um, and then it continued to be just Bobby and I. So we're, and that first summer, after our first year in law school, we started the brand. We put a couple t-shirts together. We went to a couple stores, lied our way to get into one store, then to another store and told them we're the biggest brand. And <laughs> we would send our family into the shop and be like, do you have the hundreds? Like, let me buy it. And we'd, I'd give, we gave them, I, I remember like giving friends money, like here's 30 bucks, go buy a t-shirt. You know, here's, here's 60 bucks, go buy a couple t-shirts. Like, and we kept doing that until like stores would be like, what the hell's going on? Like, hey, can we get some more, you know? And we played that game until, you know, just kept, you know, it was like a snowball rolling down the hill. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yo, hustle. Yeah, whatever. I mean, look, you, I was 23, 24 when we started the brand. Like, you do whatever the hell you got to do to make it work. Yeah. You know? Was that shit scary early on? No, because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't, I don't, it, it, there was nothing to be scared of. It was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Sure. Like, very naively, yeah. you know. And... I think we were lucky that Bobby and I were still in school when we started the brand. And so like, I didn't need to make money. I wasn't like, I didn't have big bills to pay. I don't have, I didn't have still really much responsibility. Um, and, uh, so it was like, let's just, we'll keep doing this and we'll make some money, whatever money we make. We'll just, we'll put it back into it. We'll make some more t-shirts. We'll go get like a, we'll go get a warehouse. Now let's, you know, we'll go get a, our first warehouse really was Bobby's cabinets in his apartment. And then from there we graduated to uh, a public storage unit next to his apartment um, in Palms. And then, uh, and then finally we ended up, and then we moved to Fairfax and then. At that point you knew it was your job though. Because I'm assuming when, time, when you decide it's not your, it's not your side gig and it's your job. Uh, by the time law school was done and we were studying for the bar, I was working more than I was studying for the bar, which is probably why I didn't pass the bar. Um, but uh, and I, and then and then I knew. I mean, that was it. I knew by the time we were done with school, like this is what we're doing. I still remember going to my parents and be like, "All right, well, I didn't pass the bar, and I'm." you know, we're still doing the hundreds. And my dad was like, oh, you're going to take it again, right? And I'm like, no. And <laughs> both my mom and dad were like, what are you talking about? No. And I'm like, this is, we're not having this conversation. Like where I'm. You said I've this got, to your parents? Yeah. I was like, no, this is what I'm doing. And they were both like, I could tell they were so disappointed and bummed, but like, I wasn't, I'm not going to be, I knew I wasn't going to be an attorney. 
What, how long did you know you weren't going to be an attorney? You went to law school and graduated. Uh, I probably, I, I didn't go to law school with the intent of becoming an attorney. I'm not, I'm not an attorney. I knew with, by the end of first year, probably before that, that I wasn't going to be an attorney. Um, but I, I went to law. I had a lot of friends studying to go to law school and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in college. So I was like, all right, let me see if I could get into law school too. I ended up getting to a pretty good law school. Um, and I went to law school with a lot of my friends and some childhood friends. So we all went to law school together. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to, you know, I'm a decent student. I'll figure it out. And I, I my story is not uh, one of a kind. Like a lot of people go to law school and don't practice law afterwards. Sure. And so I knew that. And I'm like, I'll go to law school and I'll figure it out. And luckily I did. That's crazy. Yeah. For me, one of the, fr why I'm so interested, Ben, having you on is... Um, even though, you know, well, first of all, you guys are creating uh, a food festival, which we'll, we'll definitely get into. And I want to talk about that a lot. But even before the food festival, if you if anyone has been reading the hundreds blog over the years, there's food has been an active part of what you talk about on the blog. I remember one of the first collabs that involved, you know, a consumer package good brand like something you could pick up in a grocery store was the, the tapatio stuff that i saw with the hundreds um how did that come about Ta you, there's crazy collabs you guys have done i mean you guys are now like the collab brand you guys sure i mean like, it's part of it's part of it's always been part of our marketing and yeah. always been part of our business yeah doing the collabs yeah but how, how did how did tapatio come about and or when did you first start seeing food kind of meld into the fashion world in a way that you were excited about uh, okay, I'll, I'll answer both. First, Tapatio, um, they're our neighbors. And I think one day our marketing guy, excuse me, our marketing guy was sitting at the office and we were using Tapatio. Tapatio has always been in our office. And he was like looking at the bottle and he's like, Vernon, California. And he's, he literally just got up and drove over to the office <laughs> and like knocked on the door and it's still a family ran family run business and they're the sweetest family. I love them. And they our marketing guy walked in and was like, Hey, I'm here from the hundreds, you know, I just want to talk to somebody in marketing. And they're like, We're not marketing, we don't have you know, and the lady in the front was like, I don't what are you talking about? And luckily, um, one of the grandkids just happened to be there that day. And he overheard and is like, From the hundreds? He's like, hold on a second. And then like went and told his mom and dad or something. And then they came out and then the conversation started and he was a fan. And so, yeah, let's figure something out. I don't, and then we like, you know, they've never changed their bottle. They changed their bottle. Uh, they changed the wrapper. They made us our own custom. And, you know, we, we made a whole, we went to a whole bunch of friends restaurants and everyone did dishes with Tapiti. And we made like a huge we did a huge event with and it was a really big day and it ended up being like one of the our favorite projects um and it's awesome because we're doing it again for the food festival where we're making uh bottles of tapatio for people to buy or steal or however they could get their hands on <laughs> at the food festival you could you know when we made those that day those things flew people were so excited to get uh, the hundreds happened to you. So we're doing that again, which is actually really cool. And I haven't told anybody that. So there's a, there we go. There's one little drop for you. There we go. The is it going to have your face? And yeah. And Bobby's, Bobby's face. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're remaking, <laughs> we're remaking the bottles again. Um, so everyone can get a fresh Tapatio, the hundreds, uh, the hundreds hot sauce. 
So, and then I, you know, I don't know about, I don't, is, I can speak from us that food and uh, clothing has always been a part of the brand. I remember, you know, some of our earliest rips, uh, you know, we did a Pink's hot dog rip early in the brand. We did a Randy's donut rip. We did, um, we did we did a food truck we called it a roach coach uh rip early yeah, on right. like these are all really within the first like three years of being in business like really like early graphics and i remember um i think the first restaurant collab we did was with our favorite rest mexican restaurant um it's this place called la taquiza on fig over by usc and we did that it's got to be over 10 years now i know it's over 10 years ago it's probably 12 13 years ago um and so it's always you're right it's always been part of the fabric of the brand we've always shared where we've eaten we're always looking for new places to eat um it was a joke that a few friends of ours when i say ours mine and bobby um when they would put us onto a new restaurant they'd be like, don't don't blow it up you know yeah. like don't put it on the blog like don't don't let people know we want to keep this you know and so but yeah, it's always been a, a, an important part of the brand. So, Tapatio sounds like that's the almost like the best way a collaboration could happen is neighbor knock on a door, you know, there's and something works out really well. I know, you know, Bobby posted recently about mocks of what looked to be a for, a, a potential Pepsi collaboration and and called it like the worst collaboration of ever essentially yeah i'm curious about like what makes a collaboration with a company go really well and what makes it go really poorly and these are you know obviously both brands tapatio and pepsi are, are well known from our audience and yeah. i'm just curious about how that went on your side um tapatio is they're a great family they were you know they have their guidelines and they want certain things and but they're like real people you can like sit down and have a conversation with them and you could work it out pepsi is this huge company and honestly the people there just don't they don't know what time it is or they didn't the people we were i don't know how it is now but five years ago when we were working with them they just didn't know what time it is and like they were being very difficult they like it was yeah they were just a disaster to work with i mean the the icing on the cake was we were supposed to get our own can and we designed a can after Bobby. I think Bobby showed a whole bunch of renditions of what was what was supposed to be the can. And finally, when we landed on the one, they sent us a, a pallet of cans, and we were excited, so stoked. We got our Pepsi cans, and then we opened up the box. And first of all, the the the, the pallet was super light, and the the guy that dropped him off was even like, I don't know what's going on here. It's like a whole thing, but it's all, it's very light. Like it. And then I lifted up a case and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Open up the case and they're all empty. What? They sent us empty. And then on top of that, which is even better, I look at it and the cans, I should have brought one. I wish I knew you were talking <laughs> about just so I could show you guys. I'll send you a picture. But the, the cans are they're wrapped it's not even printed on the can no. itself so like it's like a pepsi can and then it's wrapped in like our design <laughs> so it's like we got like a fake pepsi can and we're like what the hell is this 
And so, yeah. It's, with uh, no Pepsi the, inside. Yeah, with nothing empty. Like, hey, like, you guys. It had, a, it had a hole in the bottom <laughs> of each one. Like, you're, here's the can. You guys have to fulfill yourself. It's <laughs> like, honestly, it's like they filled them and emptied them out and then put the wrap on them. Why the and fuck did they do that? I don't know. We never got, they were like, yeah, this is what we, it's promotional. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking promotional. What the hell do you think? What? what? But it needs something in it. <laughs> Forget, I, I mean, uh, the rapper was the crazy, the, uh, yeah, the whole, it was, they suck. They suck. It sucked. That whole thing sucked. So not all collabs see the light of day. That's funny. Yeah. That project ended up coming out. We didn't like, we ended up throwing a party in New York and it was fun. It was fine. It, it wasn't. Because they didn't, because they didn't give us. I don't want to. I don't want to say they didn't give us what we wanted, but because they didn't give us what was promised, we didn't push it as hard on our end. Um, I mean, the campaign for it was great, and I love the graphics we made for it was great. Were great, and it was. If if they would have come through on what they were supposed to, it would have been an incredible project, but. It's one that we like to forget about. Does that analogy apply, like the Tapatio versus Pepsi analogy, does that apply to <coughs> other collabs that you do, obviously kind of beyond food and beverage is when sure. there's a bit more, whether it's a family or a smaller organization with yeah, people abs- you can talk to? Absolutely. Does that happen all the time with Ab- bigger brand collaborations? Absolutely. Look, there are some companies that we work with that are massive, but are very sweet and great to work with and the company gets it. But there, some of the big companies. Look, it took us over ten years to do Roger Rabbit with Disney. You know, it took a long time to make that project happen. Shit. So, like, yeah, sometimes these really big companies are really difficult to work with. Disney is is one of them. I, we love working with Disney, uh, but it's it's hard. They make you jump through a lot of hoops. And the way we do projects, we don't want to do like just slap Mickey Mouse on a T-shirt and keep it moving. Like that's not that's not the way the hundreds does things. So it's just they're the way they do things and the way we do things different, you know? And uh, there are other companies that we've worked in the past that just totally, they lie to you. They suck. They don't deliver what, what, the, what was promised. And so it happens. Yo, your guys' Disney collab. I remember that one was really memorable. And I think you guys threw a party at Disneyland one night. Yeah, was we did the hundreds party. Uh, yeah, we did it. We threw a, our 10 year anniversary was at Disneyland. Yeah, I was faded there. Thank you. Yeah, hell um, yeah. It was um, a great night. It was it was wild. It was wild. But I remember and I and I had this thought because, again, I I used to be so self-involved in streetwear. And I, when you guys launched that collab, I think it was a Lost Boys collab. Yeah. Like you yeah, didn't, yeah. you, you mentioned now that like, yo, I didn't, we didn't just go for Mickey. But was it one of those things where like, they're not going to give up Mickey? And so you guys like, oh shit, no. by design, Lost Boys seems a little better, I no, guess. No, 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 no. We you, wanted Lost Boys. You we wanted. asked for Lost Boys. They were like, what the hell? Lost Boys? No, one, no the, one's asking. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell? We don't even want Peter Pan. We want Lost Boys. Um, yeah, no. Because we, like, we, we're Lost Boys. Like that's what we compare ourselves to the Lost Boys, Bobby and I. Like we're part of that crew, yeah. And it just made sense with with the brand yeah. and uh, where we were at that point in our <laughs> lives and our careers. So no, we wanted Lost Boys, and it it was perfect. That project was massive for us. No one saw that coming, and that was early streetwear. And I think that came out in maybe oh eight oh nine. That was yeah ten eleven years ago, and. Uh, no one saw that coming. Yeah. That was a big, big deal for us. That was wild. I remember that moment I said, the hundreds is huge. Because you see Disney, and then here's this like brand that you yeah. you see. The beauty of the hundreds and what it did was it showed you all the guts of a of a company. 
Like it was the first time you're seeing the guts and they do that. You guys did that through your blog. Yeah. Like every, like, here's how we're printing our shirts. Here's, yeah, yeah. here's the homies that we're hanging still, out with. Still's like that. Yeah. Here's the block. And I think that's what, that's what made it special. And then when you announce you're working with Disney, like, oh shit, that's huge. I know we're now we're going to, I think we should just go into the festival while we wait for our delicious Popeyes, right? Yeah. But before we go into the festival, I want to ask you, uh, cause, cause Bobby wrote in a post about like the future of streetwear being complex con and you know he writes in this post about and again i'm i'm asking you about bobby so sure. apologize but no the, that's right. you know we read the blog and it was something that was kind of fascinating to me because he kind of talked about the mindset of walking through like hey this is a big idea i'm not sure if anyone really believes in complex con to kind of a definitive end at the post where it is the future and at complex con what we saw at food beast I mean, the area where, where, where first we feast and a bunch of the restaurants like, um, uh, sorry, the Howlin. like how, like Howlin doing like sure. custom merch, you know, with with big name streetwear brands was the first time that we'd seen collabs. But this was like in the food festival side with kind of merch being sold next to custom menu items and and food beasts were all about festivals that are actually debuting food versus kind of just doing sampling of like restaurant stuff yeah. and so with your upcoming festival i'm, I'm kind of curious is that do you think that's kind of an extension of complex con culture or has this kind of been brewing um this festival been brewing in your heads for for a long time um I, how do i answer that this festival has been brewing in our heads for a long time i don't think that we fully thought it through the way it's the way it is and how it's coming out now, but um, we've been we've been wanting to throw a festival for years. We've been talking about it. I feel like for fifteen years, Bobby and I, and at one point we're going to do it. And like it was always supposed to be a music festival, really. And we we we've been throwing music shows consistently for years, um, and. I think that, you know, the idea for this food festival really came about late last year that, you know, I, I, we were talking about doing, you know, I think the team came to me and was like, all right, we want to throw this instead of doing like smaller music shows, let's just throw one big one. And I, I, I it just didn't sit right with me. And I was like, well, what if we do something else? Like, let's like, I mean, there's a music festival every weekend. Um, they're not special. Everybody wants to get paid a ton of money. Yeah. We're not going to get <laughs> we're not going to get Travis or Future anymore. Like that's who you need to get, you know. So like I just said what if we do a food festival and we do our own version. And I had been to a few and like food festivals they're just they're not my style. There's no food festival that's like that's that's that spoke to me. Complex Con kind of was starting to get there. Um, and they do a pretty good job. My, you know, my partner in our, in our food festival, Miles, uh, does complex con and he does a pretty good job with it, but complex con you're there for, to buy clothes and to yeah. watch the shows. It, the food is not the number one priority. So, um, and so when I started thinking of this, I, I threw out the idea of the food festival, the team thought I was crazy and they're like, what do you, you know what? And I'm like, let me see how far I could get. I mean, you know, let me reach out to a few friends. And so I reached out to a few friends. And what do you think of this idea? And everyone was like, oh, what, do you, what is, why, why, what, I don't know. 
And then like, I just, just started talking more and more. And I talked to Miles and we brought Miles on board and Miles was like, yeah, I think we could do it. I could do it. Let's go. And then I just, and it again, like just snowballed. And it's like, it, it's come to this idea of we're going to merge, you know, our world with the food world. And I want you to, you, the goal is for someone to come and eat John and Vinny's and then to buy a John and Vinny's t-shirt and not just any John and Vinny's t-shirt or any John and Vinny's pizza. You're going to come and you're going to eat the Verdi John and Vinny's pizza and you're going to buy the Verdi John and Vinny's t-shirt or hat. You're going to come and you're going to get, um, you know, the Josh Vides and slab sandwich or whatever plate they make. And then you're going to go buy the Josh Vides and slab merch. Um, and so, yeah, like that's, I, this is kind of where it, it's where I think that, you know, I, I think that these worlds should be mixing and, you know, it's weird because I'm, I've been telling people like the food world doesn't really care about clothes and like cool, like cool streetwear, what's going on. Right. And the cool kids and streetwear doesn't really care about food. And so I'm like trying my best to like convince both of them, like, Hey, streetwear kids, like my guys, you should be, you should be eating at, at Bad Mash and Kofax and Sweet Chick and Uncle Polly's and Howlin' Ray's like, trust me, it's the best. And Hey foodies, like you can be, you don't have to just wear the gap. Like you could wear cool t-shirts and you could wear like cool t-shirts and it could be your restaurants. Uh, it could be your favorite restaurants t-shirt too that's the portal though i feel like the portal is to get foodies to wear some like wild cool shit like cool the portal is wearing the stuff that you would find at restaurants normally you patron a restaurant yo i get that shirt i have my in and out shirt like that yeah. is that is that portal i still feel that streetwear and food were destined to be together and not like a corny way but we've talked about it on this podcast before we've had miles on we've had andy from afters on we've had so many people on that are entrepreneurial in spirit but they got it from cutting their teeth on streetwear yeah you're one of the few that's actually still in streetwear yeah like yeah purebred just still in streetwear yeah and they've they've leveraged those past entrepreneurs have leveraged their experience from streetwear from the hustle from like not having vc funded shit like you got to make money you got to be cool that's our only that's our only currency. And this is almost like the culmination of all of that in bringing those restaurants and bringing these streetwear heads and, and bringing them together. Yeah. Complex Con did dabble in it a bit. Um, for uh, I mean, first of all, you we talked about this before that there weren't food festivals that spoke to you. You haven't been to a Food Beast one yet, I'm assuming. I haven't. I <laughs> you haven't. Know? And that's, that was our shit. We're just like, yo, food festivals kind of suck, man. Yeah. Like, I, I can't afford them. They, they look this certain way. There's nothing new here. Like, I'm going and I'm eating a pasta from yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Like, that's cool. But why isn't Gordon Ramsay doing some wild shit? Yeah. So for us, we just led with, like, if you're going to be part of the festival, you have to bring something that no one can get at your restaurant. Yeah. And guys, the festival, because I don't think we've... Oh, yeah, we got to give them a name. It's a family-style family food festival. Yeah, yeah? family-style food festival. So, Ben, you have a number of highly touted L.A. staple restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I was, like, the most impressed by because, uh, you know, Food Beast, we're based in Orange County. We do a number of our food festivals have been specifically in Orange County. And when you're doing stuff in Orange County... Yeah, we've been able to grab a couple of LA headliner restaurants and they come down and participate. But we're not an LA brand. Like sure. we we're, we're a national food publisher, but when we do events, it's like 
we're really pulling from, I think in a similar way of what you're doing in Los Angeles. And so when I, when I saw that Instagram post where you've already mentioned John and Vinny's and Petit Trois and Howlin' Ray's, you've got chefs like Michael Voltaggio and Alvin Kylan, like, I was re- I was really wowed and immediately started to wonder are these are these all hundreds fans like are these all people in your network or did this come just because once you had a few you were able to kind of uh you know kind of get to the point where you're at but yeah talk about that process of curating restaurants cuz the the list you have in LA is one of the most legit re- restaurant representations I've seen in a festival um I Weirdly enough, over the last 15, 16 years since Bobby and I have started the brand, we've become very friendly with a lot of chefs uh, around the world, a lot in LA and around the world. And so when it came time to do this, that's kind of why it made sense for us to do this. We were just like, let's just ask a couple friends. Let me call, let me call John and Vin. Let me call Evan. Let me call Michael. Let me call, you know, Knuckle and Art. Let me just, let me call my guy. Let me call, like, I, I called Jake Dell from. Oh, whoops. That was a, that was a big, almost, <laughs> almost, slip, almost slip there. No one knows that news yet, and I'm not going to even continue with Yo, it. Yo, run so it. Run it. So if you know, you Put know. it in the world. If you know who Jake Dell is, you know who Jake Dell is. Um, but, uh, you know, I called, like, friends, and I just, I, I asked, like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And I do have a very, I like what I like. You know, I know what I, and I know what I like is good. And I know what I like, my opinion's better than almost everybody else's opinion on what's good and what's not. (laughs) And so when it came to curating the list, like I, I know, you know, I know that I wasn't going to settle for second best. And so, uh, luckily enough, my friends have some of the best restaurants in the city. And I think some of the best restaurants in the world. And so I, you know, I just called them up and was like, Hey, I want to do this. Would you support me? And everyone was down. So, Yeah. Now I like it. I mean, this is, looks way better than an infatuation event. <laughs> shit was tight, bro. This 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 list is super cool. I mean, the down to the flyer. You got Garfield talking about Garfield up in the corner. Yeah, I mean, he's our mascot. I just it makes total sense. Like Garfield's our mascot. Like he's the best. He loves to eat, and like he just he's like he's he's part of the hundreds brand. We've been partners with Garfield. We've been working with Garfield for over ten years. And it just felt like it would. It makes total sense to work with him for him to be the mascot for, uh, for the festival. Talk to me a little bit about the word, the words, family style. Sure. Like why? Why is that important right here? Um, I, it's the way Bobby and I eat, and we're really about community, and uh, family style. We we really want to encourage people to make new friends and. Uh, you know, we want our, our friends to be friends with your friends. And we, we're really families. I think eating family style will encourage that, you know, order a bunch of food, go sit down at the table, share with, share with your neighbor, have your neighbor share back. And, um, it's, it, I, I think it, it really is a strong way to display a community and strength of community. You've never done an event of this size before, and and we've done food festivals, and we know the stress, and we know you know even however many years in of doing festivals, almost four years. Like it's not any less stressful. You're not picking up 
the phone any less. Like you're, you're saying you're calling these people. I still have to call restaurant. I'm like, guys, I'm not even the event producer on this, but I'm on the phone more than everyone else just because it's like they want to hear Ben's voice. Yeah. They want to hear Bobby's voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what, what have you, what did you not expect building this festival that you're dealing uh, with? I mean, you should see my call schedule. <laughs> like you're right. I'm really on the phone. Like it's, it's a lot of phone calls, a lot of meetings, a lot of emails, like, and I honestly, I don't have enough time in the day. Mm. Last night I was at the office. Yesterday I got to the office at 7.30. I was there till 8.30. I was at the office again at 7.30 this morning. Like that's my day nowadays. Like I just, I don't have enough time in my day to get everything done. And I'm still behind. And on top of doing this, I also still have a brand called The Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have uh, you know, we have like other, other uh projects that we're working on that we do through the hundreds um and so like i can't i can't shut off like running my other businesses and other things that we do yeah so yeah it's a lot and doing this festival was uh putting on an event of this size yeah it's it's a lot of work a lot of coordination it's a there's a ton of moving parts yeah and i gotta think of things i never in a million years i i don't bathrooms i have to have how many bathrooms where what <laughs> Or like trash? How much trash? How many people? I have to have collect people collect the trash. Oh, and then where's the dumpster gonna be? Like it's which is crazy. What? And then the music. I'm, all right. How many music? How long? How how much? What? Like <laughs> and then it just keeps going. And then you know. And then every restaurant needs something. Has something special. Everyone needs something special. And it's fine. We're working it all out. But it's just a lot. And then the brands need something. And then we gotta. You know, we have sponsors. We gotta please. And then on top of it all, I gotta please like all of our guests. You know. And so welcome, it's just, man. Welcome. Yeah. You're, working, you're also you also pitted like two of the most like aloof crazy type of entrepreneur your food entrepreneur your yeah. streetwear entrepreneur yeah. getting that into a room lots yeah. of, there's lots of artists involved yo yeah. and everyone needs a collab i can yeah. tell by your personality like yo what's it look like what's yeah. the dish what's the what's the shirt what's the yeah. hat what yeah, it is yeah, yeah. it's fucking crazy you his his point is really interesting though of how like you got to run your other business like yeah. your bread and butter yet is it is a food festival so far like one of the hardest things you've had to work on yeah, I think it's the hardest thing. This is the hardest thing I've had to work on uh, in my professional career, be like since being wow. an adult. Yeah, <laughs> like n not that the hundreds was easy, but it just it like that was over a long period of time. I had you know and build, and I also didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I just you kind of went with the flow and we figure it out. And it, but this is like you know now I'm a month away but it's like six months you got to go got to hurry up you got a deadline you got to you know let's go let's go you got to do this you got to do this you got and like it just it's yeah it's a lot and all of it you're wearing like is anyone gonna come like that's, a, <laughs> that's yeah. some serious shit yeah. like you're putting your money up right you have all this organization all this time putting in you're trying to run your other business you're you have these long hours and at the end of it just trying to throw the event yeah. then you forget oh shit is anyone gonna come yeah yeah totally <laughs> You know, I th I think that the biggest difference maybe is that with the hundreds, I, I, there's like, there aren't too many jobs in our business that I haven't done or that I don't have a really good understanding of. This is brand new to me. Mm. I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. And so I'm literally figuring it out every single day. And I'm, I mean, I'm learning from Miles. I'm learning from some of our restaurant partners. Um, like I, 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 there's a few people that I'm literally, I call every day that I'm like, I need your help with this. I need your help with that. Like, I, I mean, I've been telling people that I 
Bobby and I both like. I, I don't like calling in favors. I'm not that guy. Like mm. I rather just I grid, figure it like out. rather grid it out. Yeah, yeah. I, what you know for anything I don't like calling in favors, and um, this is the first time where I'm like calling my friends. And I'm like, all right, I need a favor. Like Shit. I need your help, man. What's I'm, one? I'm What's one? Give me an example. This morning I called my buddy. He has a billboard company, and I'm like, Sam, I need your help. <laughs> Like I need bus benches. I need billboards. I need something. And I don't have a lot of money. I need help. Like, yeah. please. Like, you know, no, I, you, you know, like I wouldn't be calling you asking. He's like, no, this is what friends are for, man. I, I hear you and I feel you. Let's go. So Damn. like, it's even things like that, whatever it is. Give me, uh, sorry. Give me, give me an item on this. Uh, rock, do you, what's a food item or a food brand you're really excited about? At you the food pick festival? One, you at the food festival. Um, I am really excited for, let me see this list. I think I should probably, yeah, especially because from a food beast perspective too, is we're oh. all, we're always kind of looking, do you have any details on like specifics of what people are doing yet? Sure. Because man, we're, we're always looking for those details. Sure. Sure. Um, I am really looking forward to the Felix Trattoria there. They have you guys eaten there before? Mm-mm. No, I have wow. not. Bruh. First of all, his <laughs> restaurant changed the way I eat pasta and what I think pasta should taste like. It's the best. Wow. Okay. There's nowhere. I've never eaten pasta like Evan's pasta. It's the best. I think it's one of the best restaurants in the city, uh, in LA, hands down. It's amazing. Wow. And uh, he's not serving pasta, though. There's another thing he has on the menu. It's a focaccia that sells out every every night. And this, this focaccia is fucking unreal and so he's serving his original focaccia at uh at the festival but he's also serving two other focaccias that no one's ever had before oh i like that um he's serving a blueberry focaccia and he's serving a tomato focaccia and they're fucking fire i like his focaccia is so good it's like he definitely. I, I hear it in your voice, man. <laughs> when, when, there's there's people who jump on our podcast and they're like, "Yeah, this is like really good food." And then there's people who I feel like relive it in their brain as they're talking about it, Ben. And I'm like, I'm watching you eat it yeah. in my in my brain as you're talking see about it. Listen, homie, in his pasta. The crazy part is when I go there, the focaccia, you order that first. It's an appetizer. But that, seriously, that thing is so good. You should bring it out for dessert. It's so good. You should, when you go there, like order one for to start your meal and then order one at the end of your meal. Like it's, as, it's, as you see me getting up, bro, I need the focaccia to hit yeah, my table. Yeah. Yo, what's secret lasagna? Uh, secret lasagna is my buddy Royce Burke. He he's uh, It's a concept that he did a few years ago put on hold for a minute. He went and opened up uh, Yarrow Cafe over on Fairfax and he's bringing, he's bringing secret lasagna back. He actually just started up again, I think last week. And uh, he serves like little individual, little uh, lasagna trays and he does a vegan one and he does uh, like a regular meat sauce one. And his, it's so good. He's, he's a great chef. Uh, but I think by the time or closely to when the festival is, he'll, the Secret Lasagna restaurant will be launching uh, full time. Uh, right now, he's still kind of doing pop ups, but he's doing uh, Secret Lasagna for the food festival, and it's I'm I'm it's, I'm stoked that he's going to be there because his food is amazing. Also, so are the so to get, to get this right, a family style because there's a there's a huge number of 
of fashion brands participating. Mm-hmm. How does how do how do they work together or or not with like the food concept? So what's your vision of how they meld? So like I my goal is to put a brand, an artist, a creative with a restaurant and I just sit them down everyone and I'm like, look, I want you guys to meet, I want you guys to catch a vibe off each other. And the goal is, you know, I want you to create a dish that you'll re- that you'll put out at the festival and let's make a product that we'll release at the festival. And so um, that's what's been happening. I mean, uh, this place is bomb. Um, <laughs> so uh, like fashion, so, so fashion's affecting food and food's s- affecting. Yeah. Food. So like uh, a good example is Chinatown Market and Petit Trois. I, we ha- that's something that I could tell you guys. No one knows that they're working together yet. And so they're Chinatown Market and Petit Tois are coming together and uh, they're making a dish. I think it's going to be a sandwich. And uh, I put Mike in a room with Ludo, sat him down. <laughs> Mike is a huge fran- fan. Mike Sherman from Chinatown Market is a huge fan of Petit Tois. And um, I went to Ludo and I was like, Ludo, this Mike is the guy. Uh, it's like he has one of the best brands in streetwear right now. He's a, I call, I think Mike is a genius. One of the most creative people I know. He's a huge fan. I think I should work together. Let's just meet and see what you guys think. They met and they like hit it off. My Ludo loves them. And so they're putting together, um, they're making a sandwich that you'll be able to get at the festival. And then uh, they're making some merch. You'll be able to buy like a, they have an ashtray, they have a, t- a t-shirt, they have a hoodie, they have like, you know, a few different items. So, um, and you'll be able to get that exclusively at the at the food festival. That's fucking cool. And man. so, like, my goal is, I, I'm not going to get that out of everyone, uh, but I'm going to get that out of almost everyone is making something exclusive or an exclusive item, something. You know, there are some things that like they just you don't need to touch. Like Holland Rays doesn't need to be touched. This <laughs> it's like a perfect you know that's a perfect item. I don't need to I don't need to fuck with their what they're doing, but. You know, I need, he's, Johnny's my man and he, yeah, he needs to be there. And so we're bringing him in and we're doing a t-shirt, the hundreds and Howlin' Rays that we're making that you'll be able to get exclusively at, uh, at the, um, food festival. So Ben, the way you're, the way you're name dropping some of the biggest chefs in LA, like talking about Lu- chef Ludo the Fre- casually talking about knuckle casually talking about and i know they're your friends but is there is has that just been organically through the last decade of just you being at the hundreds and just like over time and is it like you going to these restaurants and and meeting them because you're eating i mean everyone's a little different you know um john and vin are two like very close friends of mine uh bobby and i met them uh, about 12 years ago when they first moved on to Fairfax, uh, they took over what is now animal. And that place was like their, uh, that was their catering kitchen before it was animal. And we just, we became homies with them and you know, uh, it was just from smoking weed in the back alley on Fairfax. And that's what it was. And like, we would all just hang out and you know, we, back then we would throw a block party and they would help me order all the food for the block party. Mm-hmm. And uh, before Animal opened, they let me, um, they let Bobby and I throw our holiday party one year in the space. And so those guys are just old friends. And then like, as we've 
grown older, like their businesses have grown and ours have grown and I live next to them and like our kids are friends. And so like, yeah, they're just, they're friends. And like, that's kind of, not everyone is that story. Like, I mean, uh, uh, Michael Voltaggio is just, uh, John, we were going to dinner one night and Shook brought Michael to, Michael to dinner and me and Mike hit it off and we've just, and it's been like 10 years that I've just been friends with Mike and like, he's just, that's my man. I don't, you know? And so like, everyone's kind of like that. Some guys like we've met like that are just, um, who's another one? Like some people were like, so the tacos, 1986 guys, I just met them. They opened their restaurant less than a year ago and I just met them. And when I met them, they're like, yo, I'm fans of the hundreds. I fuck with you guys. And I'm like, yo, your tacos are bomb. I fuck with you. (laughs) And that was it. And now like Victor and Joy are cool. Like they're just, those are my mans now. And like, so, you know, it just, it just happens. That's just cool, man. We're in a cool fucking age. Cause like I was talking to Jeff, like when we want like a brand sponsor or we want someone at the festival, it's like, I just hit them up on Instagram. Like, yo, what's good? You want to collab? And then like, boom, yeah, what, what you thinking? And then cool, we have a food festival. Or cool, let's make a t-shirt. Cool, like, it's so fun and cool to see where we're at now as a culture that we can just fucking DM people. And it's not, and uh, it's, I know you guys are stoked for the food part, but like also on the apparel part too, like calling, Josh Vita is like one of the biggest artists in the world right now. And he's used to work for me. That's, That's my man. I just called Josh like, yo, what's up? Like, I mean, yeah, it's totally organic. Or Mike Sherman from Chinatown Market. Bo- Bobby and I have known Mike since he was, had his other brands. Yeah. And like before he started Chinatown Market and Mike's like, he's he's a fan of the hundreds and he's uh, always been good to Bobby and I. And Bobby and I have always been good to him. So like, it, it's the same thing. Like Mr. Cartoon, he's like- Mr. Cartoon he's is like huge. The, he's the biggest and the best. Like he's a, he's, he has become a friend of ours over the past few years. And so same with the DJs too. Like it's just everyone, almost everyone on this list is like family, friend, somehow one way or another. Like Headley and Bennett, uh, Ellen is- Ellen is a, like has become a really good friend to Bobby and I. She's the best. She runs one of the best brands it, it, out there right now with Headley and Bennett. And um, I have like a ton of respect for Ellen. Like, she's the best. And you have all flavor, no grease. I mean, you guys represent LA here really, really well. We tried. We tried. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. good. Well, I, a good and I think what Ben you connected for me was, you know, so much of this also seems just to be like a catalyst of Fairfax and who mm. who was on who was on yeah. that block. At the at a period of time where fair like Fairfax became, I mean, so many things have come from that street. Yeah, and I, I knew you guys were like in you know on that street, but it was just like yeah, it's just I don't know that connectivity there to me is just like when I'm thinking about oh yeah when I when I first ate at Animal like oh yeah that's that that's that district and yeah. I don't know there's just and there's all this activity now on that on that street on from the restaurant perspective um, and that's where the festival's being thrown let's be clear yeah. too right so yeah, right there what, tell Tele- me where it's at television studios uh, television city studios right there at the CBS uh, parking lot on Beverly and Fairfax it's crazy so guys this festival is on September 15th 2019 this year in case you're listening to this in the future you know you gotta go back in time bro or hopefully it's just again next year you know yeah what I'm hopefully um i i can't not smell what's on the table right now yeah fanbot just just dropped some this is the popeyes popeyes chicken fried chicken sandwiches and are these the spicy or classic we got we got spicy I heard it's not that spice. Are you are you allergic to spice no, no. Are you love spice no no i fuck with spice dude this looks okay 
Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, before we. I mean, we'll talk about it after a little bit too. But shit looks good. Yeah. Hold up. So there's been a lot of hype. A lot, a lot. There's of a hype. there's a there's a lot of hype on this sandwich right now, um, and I think the aggregate of the internet is calling is potentially calling this one of the best fried chicken sandwiches ever. So that I mean. When I read that once, I'm like, oh, that's hyperbole. When I read that twice, I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about it. But I mean, we're we're talking about business insider saying you never need to go back to Chick-fil-A. Wild dog. We're saying like the New Yorker is calling that it's gonna save America. <laughs> like these are these we are the, these right are now, these are the types of reviews that are coming out uh, for the for this sandwich. Yo, I looked over. <laughs> I see Reach's hand eating it, but his whole fist is inside his mouth. He's just clogging himself. Well, and to be honest, you know, and, and Izzy, you wrote wrote about this. Is I ne- I just kind of assumed Popeyes had a chicken sandwich. Yeah, that was what was most surprising I, to me. I was like, what are we talking about here? It, you assumed they had it, and now they and now so, they do. And so. Looking back in the history, they they had one in 2003 that I think was more of a, a tender based sandwich. But I think why this is, why it became well, there's multiple reasons of why it became a thing. But on 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 top of the many reasons was the fact that they haven't really had one, and they don't really debut menu items in the same way a lot of fast food chains do, right? So you kind of see this with, you know the. Carl's Juniors or the Taco Bells of the world where they have a brand new menu item seemingly almost every month, right? Yeah. There's something new dropping or coming back or whatever. And so your first bite, Eli, what do you think? Bro, they got brioche buns. <laughs> they got brioche buns. Chicken's crispy. It looks amazing. Bro, the thing is, I don't know how you guys feel about Chick-fil-A. I'm generally impartial to Chick-fil-A. I th- I hated it for for a lot of years, mainly because I was like, there's no sauce on this chicken sandwich. Like, who do they think they are? They just put chicken in a pickle. But And so that's what a lot mm. of the and so that's what a lot of news is about, is because there are chicken wars happening on on Twitter this past week. Right? So because of the popularity, because of the amount of re- reviews that have come out positively on this chicken sandwich you then saw multiple chains try to kind of get in their word on on this news cycle and it and it really i don't think has gone well for for any anyone that's tried to participate in it and so when you know when you watch (laughs) chick-fil-a tweet when you watch chick-fil-a tweet about how you know they're the original and like all about love and Popeye just tweets back like, "Y'all good?" <laughs> like, yeah, bro. You Everyone guys, else you sounds- guys scared because <laughs> why, why are you why are you tweeting about your original sandwich if you aren't afraid of what's coming? And you know, Bojangles is tweeting a dry ass biscuit chicken and getting flamed on Twitter. So it's just like these these brands are trying to participate off of this news cycle. And what's crazy to me is the fact that a chicken sandwich can get a news cycle when we all know. That the, I mean, it's not the, rainbow, and there people are talking about it, and it's because the other brands. Well, and not, and not not even just that, but like we can get a chicken sandwich. It's almost as ubiquitous as a burger now. Like there's just so much hot chicken everywhere. There's yeah. so much chicken everywhere 
that I was actually really surprised that this became a new cycle. But I'm, I'm but I'm tasting it. It's pretty pretty damn good. It was fire. Yeah, it's fire. I like it. How do you guys feel about Chick Fil A in in general? Because that's the the main comparisons that are coming out in these reviews. This is are not Chick Fil A. This is totally different. Very so it is it is very different. But they're like those are the you know those are the two combating right now. I'm curious if if you guys like we don't have Chick Fil A in front of us, but compare contrast Chick Fil A with what you're eating. Like right Chick Fil A is a it's a Chick in my opinion Chick Fil A is Chick Fil A and like you go there for Chick Fil A and it's a smaller it's a little bit smaller I, it and it tastes like Chick Fil A. This is not Chick Fil A, and I don't even think I can compare this to Chick Fil A, and I don't know why anyone would. Well, because this is open on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would get this sandwich on a Sunday if you wanted it. Um, this is this is good. I mean, this chicken is juicy. I mean, it's Popeye's chicken. We've ranked it on our site one of the best fried chicken. Fast food. Yeah, fried fast chicken. food fried chicken. So this sandwich is nice. The bun's nice. I mean, man, it's going to give my Carl's Jr. a run for their money. I like <laughs> Yo, that. You like that trash. That trash. From it's Carl's so, Jr. It's so trash, bro. And I love every <laughs> bite of it. You had this one, Ben? The no. the Carl's Jr. It's like they take the they take a fried chicken uh, patty from Ralph's, I'm assuming. <laughs> and the frozen one. And then the, they put a, a trash piece of lettuce. They, it's like they pre-wilt the lettuce before they put it on. And then the bun is always different. Like they got a different purveyor for each one. And, but I love it. You know what's the original? Hold on, let me finish it here. Mm. Well, the, origi- the original chicken sandwich for me is the Burger King one. The long one? The long the one. one. Oh, yeah. Oh. The long one. <laughs> mayo, mayo and lettuce. I grew up eating that my whole life. Yeah, the I shredded love, lettuce, bro. Yeah, I love that sandwich. I can't tell you the last time I had one. That shit was good. The Burger King, the burger, I always looked at it like a foot long. Uh huh. That bread, the hoagie bread, the weird mm-hmm. hoagie bread. I liked it, bro. I liked it. This is this one's up there though. Popeye's coming through. Popeye's coming through, and and again, I I will say that I'm I'm I was a pretty big fan of Chick Chick Fil A, kind of before a lot a lot of the p- political stuff came out. Mm. But like, if we're just talking about the the chicken itself, you know, I was I was a fan of it. I think the thing that separates chicken sandwiches for me is, you know. And Eli, we've talked about this before. When I go into a restaurant, I'm trying to eat your food. Oh yeah. That's that that's my goal is however you think it's going to be best prepared. Like I would I would rather be in your hands. And that's why I don't really go to like you know, pizza places where you're building your own cuz I'll probably just like fuck it up and I'll see too many options. And so Chick-fil-A has always been like I've always liked it, but then I always have to put sauce on it because that's like just how it comes or or i just don't know there's so many sauces that i'm like uh like what should i order i'll just get a plan then give me chick-fil-a sauce the hot sauce and ranch and i i figure it out but the the sandwich like popeyes when they put like that spicy cajun mayo on it it's like great i don't have to think about it i can just order the sandwich chick-fil-a is built for you to fuck up your first order Always. Like if you're in a drive thru you never had a Chick-fil-A before, you're like, let me get this let me get the spicy chicken sandwich or let me get a chicken sandwich and it just comes plain, bread and a pickle. Like, bro, it's just not that good. <laughs> That's why that put me off of Chick-fil-A for years growing up. And all my friends are like, oh, Chick-fil-A's hype. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, why the fuck are we going to Chick-fil-A? The line's long. Like, it's not In N Out. In N Out's incredible, dog. So In N Out is a good example of what Chick-fil-A could be, right? 
They have same religious ethos, but <laughs> but In and Out is not like publicly stating that they hate gays, right? <laughs> so it's open on Sundays. <laughs> really, really good, really good summary of the Chick-fil-A political sip. I mean, you're that's not, a, you're not climate, right. right. You're not wrong. You're that's not wrong. Climate, right? I know that's not con- entirely factual, uh, but anyways, and so. With In-N-Out, if you don't like sauce, you could take it off. But In-N-Out's presenting you something. We're like, yo, this is perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. If you'd like to change it, go ahead. But we're presenting you with the perfect one. Chick-fil-A's presenting you with the half-assed one and expecting you to do all the chefing once you get it. And yeah, I hate I'm, I'm okay like with that. that. But that's, why, that's why I like Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's like you get, I get to go in and I get like 40 sauces. <laughs> I get every single four. I get all 40 of their sauces. And I get to like whatever I'm in the mood for. You know, that's why I love it. I, cause I, you're right. I remember first having it and, um, and like being like, well, I don't get this. And then Bobby telling me, he's like, let me show you how it's done. And he was like, you know, laid here's it out. the Chick Fil A like, sauce. Here, here's the sauce. He's like, it's all about Chick Fil A. It's all about the sauce, and it's true. It is all about the sauce. The Chick Fil A sauce is fire. So once someone finally, I was like, I begrudgingly went to a Chick Fil A with a friend of mine. He was like, let me let me show you this Chick Fil A sauce. I was like, there's fucking sauces here. <laughs> what the fuck? I was eating this dry ass sandwich the whole time, and then you put it on. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. But like, imagine hitting the drive through. You yeah. gotta like ask. Can you can you ask the drive-through person to put it on for you, or is that like against their shit too? So I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I think I I I can't Anybody? I can't okay. confirm. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you can. I think it's again. I have a paralysis when they're th- you're no joke. Like they have forty sauces. <laughs> like they used to stack them in an area like that was accessible to the public. At least the Chick Fil A that I went to, and then. People just stole so much sauce yeah. that they now like keep it behind. But like they had so many, and I don't remember all of the sauces yeah, that yeah. they have. That I just feel like paralyzed. <laughs> like, uh, the, I think they have a honey mustard and. Uh, bro, I don't like options outside of the house, bro. Like, I, I leave my house to go eat because I'm not a chef, and I want someone to give me the best product that they have. Uh, this build your own burger spot, like, bro. If the burger's not good as is, like. I, you give me the option for peanut butter and jelly, I'm going to put it on my burger. Yeah. And what is the scientific reason for craving Chick-fil-A on Sunday? Is it just because we know we can't have it? Yeah, 100%. But like that's But like that's a complete thing. Like mm. not just me, like people will bring it up specific. It's like the, the branding of Chick-fil-A is stronger when it's closed. Well, you got to also think Sunday is like you're hung over from the <laughs> night before and you're craving like something that's going to soak that all up. And like, yeah, I mean, I would love a Chick-fil-A Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Chick-fil-A don't want your drunk ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it just an OC thing? But is every Chick-fil-A next to an In-N-Out? Oh, I haven't noticed. Well, wow. Now that you said that, they're, the one in Doubt Hollywood it. is like that because it's uh, the one in Hollywood, I think, what is that? Sunset in La Brea and then the... And then the uh, other one is high, oh, it's like high. Wow, yeah. I mean, in L- I know the ones in LA are like that. And there, I just saw another Chick Fil A pop up in the city too. That's not too far from it. And, uh, is it really like that here in OC? I, I, I'm trying to remember. They must all be church properties. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway. I mean, I mean that there there absolutely is a retail strategy for for brands typically. Right, because I I forget. I think it's uh yeah. oh Subway and Jamba Juice, like you'll see them together so often because the way they franchise and the way they build mm-hmm. locations, they go like, hey hey Subway, it's probably are, the same franchisee, right? Yeah, and it might and it also might be that. But even when they're, I know when they're not the same franchisees, it's still the the companies will be like. 
hey, how do you feel about this shopping center? Like, you good? Okay, cool. We'll go in too. So at least there's like some mini anchors in it. Yeah. I, it wouldn't be a bad strategy for Chick-fil-A to be like, yo, where there's an in and out, let's be the fried chicken option. Absolutely. Because like that, that, that would work. Yeah. Even if you just mapped out in and outs and just like let's find space next to these i mean i don't see why that wouldn't be a strong strategy well, i love it because both brands chick-fil-a and in and out don't serve anything but their core menu right like chick-fil-a is all chicken in and out's all burger so like you know you have the person in the car like oh, i don't want a burger i don't even want <laughs> so the chicken that is, like such a, that is such a niche situation that that does not happen enough to Yo, bro, every time every time like you're with the crew of your friends and like you want in and out there's always like the homie that's like i don't like in and out or i want chicken who says i don't like in and out there's people out there are you in and out's best burger right uh, I don't know if it's the best, but it's it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't like you that much. <laughs> pound for pound for the price, it's one of the yes, best. Yes, yeah, pound yeah. for pound for the price. Like in that price range, there's nothing touching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's in and outside. Yeah, that's the legend of it. You know, it's that's in and out. I can't. You can't. That's also another one you can't like. That's in and out. Yo, is that <laughs> dream? Is that dream collab? Dream? Hundreds and in and out. Oh yeah, That'd they won't sick, work. Right? With them. We've tried. <laughs> We've tried a few times. We've got yeah. a cease and desist from them too. What, you, what, what shirt did you guys do? We ripped a. We ripped a shirt. We ripped their like. They have the a arrow? trademark on the arrow, mm. and uh, we we put that arrow like ripped it and put it on a shirt, and they were like, "Yeah, right. Nice try." <laughs> They're pretty cordial. But, I've seen yo, some cease by, and desist. But by the them. way, would you want to collab? Yeah, I swear to God, I did that. I've done that a few times. We got a cease and desist one time. I think it was from. Uh, uh, Patagonia <laughs> and they said to see cease and desist and I'm like alright my bad sorry it's like but would you mind asking you know, is there someone in marketing I could talk to what a brilliant way to get in the door of these places hey I want to work with Gucci yeah like, go through legal it first hasn't, it, it hasn't worked for us but uh, I know I have a couple friends that uh, it, it has worked for it's pretty funny you know have you heard of this brand the Roosevelt's yeah so the Roosevelt's uh, they got a, not only a cease and desist, but it was like a lawsuit from something like Warner Brothers for a shirt they made. And this lawsuit, we should talk to them one day about this, but it has nothing to do with food. And this lawsuit turned into them doing official collab and merchandising work with them and receiving all of their brands. <laughs> and, so, and now they're like a multi-million dollar oh, streetwear company. Well, they were actually a, a blog. They were a blog about men's lifestyle news. And then they found out publishing doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> the Roosevelt's? The never, Roosevelt's. Never. I'm going to send you a link. It's tight. And now they're doing with everyone like Sandlot. They have partnerships with the MLB and NFL. It's crazy. And it was because of a lawsuit. That's too funny. And they, they flipped it on its head. So it doesn't always work like that. And this chicken sandwich is dope. I'm ben, eating like a fat ass. There's crumbs all over the place, and I'm eating every last one. Ben, before before we close up, yeah does the does the hundreds consumer do they never age? Mm. Is it always about youth in in streetwear or 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 not? Um, I think that streetwear is youthful, but as be as it's become more popular. People have grown up with it, and the age for uh, the age for people for you to be okay to wear streetwear now has grown from like being, you know, fifteen to twenty five to now it's like ten to like fifty. Yeah, you know, straight up, it's like it's the 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 gap is that wide, and I think there's a version of streetwear. 
for everyone from for 10, 12 year old. I mean, look, Bobby told me last week he comes into my office, running into my office. I'm like, what's up? He's like, look at this picture. And it's his son walking on Fairfax and his son's 10 years old. Shit. And so like, yeah, he's, that's that's when kids are starting now to find out about streetwear. Um, and then there's like guys that, you know, have been in streetwear for 25, 30 years that, you know, the Stussy, some of the guys that started at Stussy and now are on to do other things that are, you know, in their 40s, 50s, like, you know, uh, that are still streetwear guys. So like it, the, that, that rank, I mean, our customer is a good example. Like our customer grew up wearing the hundreds. You were 20 years old, 10 years ago. Now you're 30 and you still going to wear, you're still wearing the hundreds. I mean, are there as many of those people still wearing it? No, but there's, we still have like those fans. A lot of, I, you know, the book, uh, has really brought out a lot of people that are like, man, I used to wear the hundreds and I love the hundreds. I'm stoked. You put the book out and you know, I just bought a t-shirt again and I love you guys. So like there, there, it, I think that over the last, uh, 15 years, this generation of my generation of streetwear really opened up the gates and the, that gap has gotten, it's gotten bigger, uh, that, that age gap. So, so it's important. Is this collaboration with food right now really important to kind of keep making that pie bigger? Cause if, if a bunch of these foodies become streetwear heads and get invited into that culture and understand that culture, I mean, it's a bigger pie. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I I didn't set out with that goal. I really just wanted to throw a a fun party and I wanted to invite like all my friends that have brands and that are artists and all my friends that have restaurants. And like, I wanted like a, a one day event where again, like what I think is the best food in LA and some of the best look like we, my favorite restaurant in the world is a restaurant in Hong Kong called Yardbird. Uh, good friends of mine, Matt and Lindsay, own run that restaurant, and we're bringing them out to to do uh, to do the food festival. They have they're opening up an LA restaurant called Yakito, and they're bringing Yakito to the food festival. And it's no one in the you've no you can't just you have to fly to Hong Kong to eat Matt and Lindsay's food. You have to go to like you know, yeah. and so like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted I wanted people to eat the food that I I think is the best. <laughs> Um, and I wanted them to also come and shop what I think are the best brands. Mm. And so, yeah, that was my goal. I don't, I mean, as far as trying to convert all different kinds of people, like if that happens, that's great. But I, I really want people to come have a good time, eat good food, buy some, buy some good, uh, some good merch, like leave saying like, I ate something I, I wasn't able to eat before and, or I didn't have an opportunity before. And I bought a shirt that, I know I'm not going to, no one, not too many people are going to wear this t-shirt and there are not too many people in the world that'll have access to this t-shirt. So it's a great summary. Where, yeah. can, where can people learn more about uh, Family Style? Uh, you could more learn more uh, at familystylefest.com. Our Instagram is familystylefest. Our Twitter is familystylefest. My Instagram and Twitter is Ben Hundreds. You can learn more at thehundreds.com. You can learn more at the Hundreds Instagram and Twitter. You can learn more at Bobby Hundreds Instagram and Twitter. Um, oh, go buy yeah. his book. Go buy uh, This, this is, is Not a T-shirt. Yeah, This Is Not a T-shirt by Bobby Hundreds, his first book, author Bobby Hundreds. It's really good. Yeah, it's really it good.
Ben, thanks for stopping in, man. This is really fun. Yeah, yeah thank you guys for having me. Of I course. appreciate it. I'll be at that festival, man. Good Hell luck yeah. with it. Hell good yeah. luck with it. Yeah, See you guys there. Man. See you there. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>